It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very happy Monday morning to you, April 10th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Easter Monday. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter, David, to you too. He is risen. Did you have a great day yesterday? Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Even with the rain, how can you not have a great day on Easter Sunday? Nice. It was wonderful. The family was together. Scott put in, we'll just say he put in a few hours uh, at church <laughs> over, sure the, did, yes. over the Easter Triduum. But uh, this was great for us because since the time he was ordained, which was in 2007, he always served at the altar at St. Joe's. And, you know, we made the switch over this year. And he said, you know, Father Nathy, this year for Easter on Sunday, I'll serve with you for the Easter Triduum. Well, I'd like to sit with my family. So it was the first time since 2007 wow. that Scott sat with us together in the pew. The family was together. It was really kind of nice. Did he behave himself? He did. Good, I, I only had to separate him from the kids one time. <laughs> That's good. You know, remember that, how you have to oh, pull yeah. the kids by the shoulder and Get stand, away. Yep, stand right. in between them. That's it. <laughs> That's so, great. Wonderful morning, though. Uh, very how nice. How about you? Yeah, same thing. Very nice morning. And then spent... Uh, the day, as I should have, uh, as the rain fell down, watching outside, got all my yard work done on Saturday, kind of a little Very bit of a nice. dry time. So uh, that allowed me on Sunday to sit there and watch the Masters from hole one to hole 18. Oh, beautiful. It looked like a nice day out there, didn't it? Well, they, they had to make up time because they got... Third round yeah. was pretty treacherous looking. Sat- yeah, Saturday <laughs> they got rained out and it was pretty nasty and so... Sunday ended up being like a round and a half of golf uh, for them to finish up. But anyway, so that was nice. Got a chance to sit there and do that. Yeah, just enjoyed the day. Very nice. I did partake in my fair share of little chocolate eggs. You did? Uh, oh, did you bring in, me any? Uh, no. Oh. I ate them. And yeah. David? Yes. I sit here this morning with a special <laughs> smile on my face. No wonder you're so happy. Because I have a full cream, lightly sugared coffee uh, by my side this yes. morning, my uh, my Lenten sacrifices over uh, from drinking black coffee. For the last 40 days, every day <laughs> I came into the office and it was grumpy Brenda because you had to drink black coffee. Yes. Yes. I, I did have to remind myself. And then at the end of all this, because I made such a big deal out of it, I went, boy, here in the United States, it seemed like such... A difficult thing to not put cream and sugar. And I then at the end, I laughed at myself going, and yet I do this with, you know, my coffee pot at home right. and my fancy coffees that I put into it. Oh, God says they're there, Brenda. <laughs> you you were, I, yeah, I, I'm kidding. You weren't, you weren't grumpy every day. <laughs> I wasn't, but Only every seem, other day. It did seem a little bit... Um, you know, kind of fluffy, considering the suffering that people go through in the world. Right. And here, all I had to do was not put cream or sugar in my nice hot coffee that's <laughs> ready for me every morning before I leave for work. That's it. I try. I try. Well, you know, you should have just kept going. Just, just you know, keep it going a little keep, bit longer. Keep it going a little longer. That's right. Convert. Okay. Just go to the black coffee. I'll try. All right. Maybe I'll do that every Friday from yeah. now on. <laughs> See, now that, so you could do that. There, there you, you go. go. That, that, One that's extra perfect. day. Keep it going. Well, we got a great show for you coming up on this Easter Monday. You know, 50 days of Easter. 
50 is that how many i believe that's what it is 50 days of easter because uh oh until the ascension is it the ascension or is it pentecost or is it to Pentecost? I think it's Pentecost. Oh, that's Pentecost. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're asking me? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. No, you, you're correct. All the way to Pentecost. So let's keep the celebration going. All right. I don't want to eat the way that I did yesterday in celebration of resurrection. I can't do that, though, for the next 50 days. Yeah. Well, you can. You got 50 days now to I, I get yeah, it back to in shape. It. That's right. So <laughs> what do you have coming up today? So now that Christ has resurrected david yes how many times in the bible did he appear Ooh, good question we're gonna talk about it throughout the show today all right and uh, we'll hear from our good friend ken helanius on easter that's coming up as well so we got a great new easter song for you this monday morning here is leanna crawford how can you not and we are the morning blend right here at mater day radio leading souls to jesus through the blessed virgin mary I see the sunrise in the morning And a million stars at night I hear the birds, they can't stop singing Hallelujah I see His goodness when I fall down And His grace that picks me up Every day I can't stop singing Hallelujah
That is Leanna Crawford and How Can You Not? It's 7-9 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's David and Brenda with you on this Easter Monday. Well, we're going to check in with the Catholic Youth Organization, talk to one of their longtime board members. Looking forward to that. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Eastertide is filled with great joy and fervent prayer at Mater Dei Radio. During this special time in the church, join us in the celebration of our Lord's glorious resurrection through our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the seasonal Regina Chaley prayer for the Queen of Heaven, the sacred mysteries of the Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and inspiring Eastertide reflections. We also rejoice in praying for your specific intentions on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. Just call 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or fill out your personal request on the prayer page at MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Our dedicated team will start praying for you right away. Experience the great joy of Eastertide and unite with us in prayer as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. And 12 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, lots of rain fell overnight, David. More expected today. In fact, it's already coming down. April showers being made flowers. That's it. In fact, we might get a lot of showers today. They think about an inch, maybe up to two inches in some areas yeah. over the next 24 hours. 
temperatures are going to be on the mild side today. So daytime highs hitting the 50-degree mark. Rain will fall throughout the day. Overnight, we're going to cool off to around 40 degrees. Then about an 80% chance of rain tomorrow and highs again to the low 50s. Looks like later in the week, we might actually string together a few dry days. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> All right, look forward to that. Uh, 48 degrees at St. Michael's Church, downtown Portland. And it is 48 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. It's Faith in Action. Time to check in with the Catholic Youth Organization. Well, Sister Krista Von Borstel, the Executive Director of the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization, Camp Howard, has said many times CYO would not be where it is today without the hundreds of volunteers who have dedicated themselves to the organization over the years. And one of those exceptional people is Doug Mamarito. He has been part of the CYO Board of Directors for more than 20 years. Doug joins us this morning, as I understand, will be wrapping up his final year as a member of the Executive Board. Good morning, Doug, and am I right about that? David, uh, you're right. I think it's been maybe a, a wee bit less than 20 years, but nevertheless, uh, um, our board president and uh, Sister Krista are putting me out to pasture after <laughs> No, I can't, I can't believe they're putting you out to pasture after all those years, but that is, uh, I mean, exemplary service to, to go at it for almost two decades like that. Let me just first ask you, how did you get started with CYO? Well, uh, that's a long story, but I'm going to make it short. When I was growing up in Detroit, Michigan, uh, I, as a, a young, a very young man, 10, 11, 9, 8 years old, uh, one of the summer programs was going to the CYO Center and playing softball or other activities and taking our lunch, uh, a bunch of us guys, uh, uh, to uh, and playing uh, and like I said, softball, basketball, other types of sports with the priests there. And that, I always never forgot that and how wonderful it was. And then a good friend of mine who is a friend of the sisters many years ago asked me if I were interested in being on the board, and I said I was, and uh, the rest is history. Wow, that's, that is awesome. So, you know, having that connection as a youth and how that tied in, today and what you're doing and so many years you've done that with CYO you got to believe too because obviously being there that long in your story as a youngster and now helping out as a, as a volunteer and on the board you think about the parents and the kids who have gone through the Portland area CYO camp Howard over the years and how they're still connected and the legacies that they have well we're blessed here because we have sister Krista and uh, a really fine board and also uh, a marvelous staff. And uh, I've seen the, the organization grow uh, leaps and bounds because of those reasons. And I'm very proud and humbled to have been part of it. But it's a wonderful organization here uh, with our camp programs and in our, our sports teams for everybody up through eighth grade. So I'm just, uh, I'm just honored uh, to have been part of that, that effort. You know, I did want to make mention, too, because it's very impressive. I, w I was reading through some of the information about yourself and, and the service to the military and what you've done here in the state, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. Talk a little bit about that, because obviously you're involved with CYO, but some of these other things, Doug, are just wonderful. Well, uh, the, uh, the uh, VVOMF, as we call it, Vietnam Veterans of Oregon Memorial Fund, uh, uh, back in the 80s, uh, uh, 
raise money and supervise the construction and then the and dedication to the city of Portland, our Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington Park near the zoo. And that that's something I was very honored uh, to be part of. Uh, we uh, have the wonderful uh, memorial uh, in, in Washington Park, and we have our Memorial Day uh, ceremony every year on Memorial Day. And so I'd invite anybody who'd be interested in uh, being part of that coming to see us uh, Memorial Day morning, and it's uh, right there just north of uh, uh, the zoo, and the big parking lot, as probably most of your listeners know, is uh, uh, always available that day, although it gets pretty crowded uh, later in the day because of the zoo and the the, uh, forestry center. Mm, Wonderful. And again, you you were in the Navy. I was in the Navy. I spent a little over four years in the Navy. My last two was uh, in recruiting here uh, were... uh, when, uh, when I recruited officer candidates and midshipmen to go to the Naval Academy or get, or receive uh, Naval Academy or, or Navy Reserve Officer Training Corps scholarships. And I really liked it, and I had a chance to go to law school here. So I uh, got out of the Navy and went to law school, and I've been practicing law here since 1976. Well, I want to mention, too, in 2011, you received CYO's Spirit of CYO Award, and certainly well-deserved. What are you going to miss? I mean, are you going to stay involved with CYO, or, or what will you miss about the organization? Uh, of course, I'm going to stay involved as a volunteer and supporter. Uh, I have a neighbor uh, who's quite the athlete. He's uh, quite the young man. He has a wonderful family with an older sister and parents, and I'm going to be supporting him and supporting all the uh, young athletes in CYO and then supporting the camp. Uh, so that's one way. And the other way is uh, we have a, a wonderful uh, 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 event, uh, the Champions of Faith dinner in mm. the fall, and I'm always going to be part of that, uh, God willing. We're speaking with Doug Bomarito. He's the executive board member for the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. It says here, too, Doug, that you were involved, know a lot about uh, kind of the forest things that went on up at Camp Howard. And so you must really be proud of what's happened up at Camp Howard, the development over the last five, ten years. Oh, uh, starting back, sister's been the executive director for 25 years. And when I first met her, uh, uh, we, we didn't have the organization nor the facilities at the camp that we do now, and that's a big credit to her. And like I said, the, my fellow board members and, and the staff uh, um, uh, also not only at the camp but at our office in northeast Portland, it's been a wonderful experience for me. I, I, I'm not being overly modest. I, I don't have a tremendous ability or wide-ranging ability with, uh, in forestry matters, but uh, I knew what needed to be done in terms of uh, crafting an agreement that was fair for CYO with uh, the city of Portland, and we accomplished that. And I was very humbled to uh, humbled to to receive that honor years ago. Well, and and people, some people may not know this that the Camp Howard was actually a working forest farm, if you will. It was, and a wonderful family donated it to us in the early fifties. And so we've we've taken it uh, from there, and it's it's a it's a premier camp for young people and uh, youngsters. And the same young man I mentioned with his sister, they go to the camp every year. They absolutely love it. Uh, if I were their age, I'd love it too. We've we've developed in a way that not only does it it, it uh, uh, bring the message of 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 uh, 
CYO to, to the campers, but we have counselors who are young adults uh, from high school to college uh, students. And then the, the staff up there is marvelous. They're very hardworking and uh, do a very good job for the kids that attend. And they're weekly sessions, and we have, uh, we have uh, scholarships available to uh, uh, the parents of people who are young people who maybe cannot afford it. And then also we are now a sister and the staff is, have instituted a program uh, that if parents are willing to volunteer, they can get credit for their, their child's, their young person's uh, tuition at camp. So I'd encourage uh, everybody who's interested to go on our website. It's uh, uh, cyocamppower.org and, uh, and, and, see what they think and, and get started on, on coming to our camp. It fills up real quickly. So I would encourage people to, to do that if they're interested as soon as possible. But as you can see, I'm a real promoter for <laughs> not just the athletic teams, but uh, uh, our camp. It's a, it's a marvelous camp. Now, Sister Chris and the staff have made it so. Uh, very much so. He is Doug Bomarito, executive board member for the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization in Camp Howard. Doug, real pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much for all you've done over the years to help CYO Camp Howard. I know you're going to continue to do that, but it is very much appreciated. David, thank you very much, and, and best of luck to you guys at the, the radio station. Thank you so much. Have a great day today. You too. Take care. And it is 722 here at Mater Day Radio. What an incredible wow. just person who's given of his time, energy, treasure, I'm sure, too, mm. uh, to look back and go, well, oh, it wasn't that much, but I was in the Navy and I helped the veterans and I was able to go to law school and through all of this, well, I support CYO. Yeah, yeah where your heart is, so is your treasure. So Wonderful. thank you so very much to Doug and for all that he's done for us. And, you know, he wished us well here at the radio station, and we really appreciate that. CYO, I think, would agree the way that we do here at Mater Day Radio. Where would we be? without our supporters true. and those that give of their treasure. We know that those that support Mater Day Radio is because this is where their heart is also. One week from today, David. I know. We are stepping into this studio for a week of the Spring share We invite all of our listeners to tune in. We've got a great lineup of guests who will be joining us, people who also feel like this is part of the heart of our Catholic community here and priests and deacons and supporters just all going to be on the air. You still have the ability now to help build that matching fund. If you go to our website, materdayradio.com, you'll see all of the information there. You can read about it online and then you can tune in for Spring share next Monday. More information at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Someone recently asked me, how do you explain that Jesus did so much for people 2,000 years ago, but doesn't now? 
So I asked, are you letting him make a difference in you now? God has revealed all we need for happiness and peace, but we have to let his word impact the way we think if it's gonna make a difference in our lives. St. Paul tells us, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Jesus told his apostles who he knew would face tremendous trials, do not let your hearts be troubled. He wasn't inviting them to receive peace. He was commanding them to claim it. Want God's word to make a difference in you? Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. It starts by not letting your hearts be troubled or given to fear, anxiety, negativity, and constant complaining. Fill your heart with gratitude, truth, beauty, goodness, and the things of God. Then, regardless of your circumstances, you'll see Jesus making all the difference in you. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Morning may have broken, but don't fret. David and Brenda can fix it. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 727 at Mater Day Radio. Well, what does Easter mean to you? We'll talk about that in the news. And how many times did Jesus walk the earth after his resurrection? Well, we'll start running through those on today's show coming up in three minutes. More Alleluia music for you. Here is Cooper Ray and sing Alleluia. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. your name for your faithfulness your love your mercy your righteousness you are welcome in this place we honor you we give you
is Cooper Ray and sing Alleluia. 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Pope Francis encouraged Christians to not be held back by fear of judgment, but to share the good news of Christ's resurrection with others. He said, at times we think the way to be close to God is by keeping him close to us, because then if we reveal ourselves and start to talk about it, judgments criticisms come. Now, the Pope said this before the recitation of the Regina Chaley prayer on April 10th. Now, Pope Francis addressed a crowd of people in St. Peter's Square from a window of the Apostolic Palace. Now, following his brief message, he recited the Regina Chaley, a Latin antiphon honoring the Virgin Mary, which is prayed during the Easter season. Now, from Easter Sunday to Pentecost, Pope Francis will pray the Regina Chaley instead of the Angelus on Sundays. And in his address, the Pope reflected on the account in St. Matthew's Gospel of the women Mary and Mary Magdalene finding the empty tomb and going swiftly to tell the news of Christ's resurrection to the other disciples. Then, after the Regina Chaley, the Pope wished everyone a happy Monday of the Angels today and a happy octave of Easter in which the celebration of Christ's resurrection is prolonged. And a top U.S. military hospital ended its contract with the community of Franciscan Friars just before Holy Week, putting a for-profit firm in charge of Catholic pastoral care, according to the Archdiocese of the Military Services. Archbishop Timothy Broglio, the head of the Archdiocese, blasted the move by Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland, calling it incomprehensible. The medical center ended its contract with the Friars of the Holy Name College in nearby Silver Springs, Maryland, on March 31st, the Archdiocese said in a statement. The Friars have administered at the medical center for nearly two decades, the Archdiocese said. Now, the Archdiocese, which serves U.S. military personnel and veterans and their beneficiaries at military facilities around the world, said Medical Center awarded the contract for Catholic pastoral care to a secular for-profit company. 
The Archdiocese said its general counsel, Elizabeth Tomlin, tried numerous times to contact officers at Walter Reed throughout Holy Week, asking for the Franciscans' Catholic ministry, ministry to be reinstated at least through Easter. No response was received, the Archdiocese said. And in a statement Saturday to Catholic News Agency, Walter Reed said the pastoral care contract is under review to ensure it adequately supports the religious needs of our patients and beneficiaries. Well, again, happy Easter to everyone. Here we are on Easter Monday, following a journey of fasting, abstinence, and almsgiving during Lent. For Ken Hellenius, host of Living Stones, heard right here on Mater Day Radio, Easter can be summed up in one word. Alleluia. We buried the Alleluia at the beginning of Lent, and, we, and it's a word we don't sing because it is a word of absolute joy. It really means praise Yah, praise God, uh, you know, Yahweh being, of course, God's name that he reveals uh, to Moses, the burning bush. So Alleluia is for us, it is truly a song of great joy. It, it's a praise for Christ, who is our God, who in our baptism uh, brings us with him to the resurrection. And Ken reminds us that Easter is not just one day, of course, but a joyful season that goes on for 50 days, and that's what we have to look forward to. Well, a federal regulatory group voted Thursday to officially close king salmon fishing season along much of the West Coast after near-record low numbers of the fish also known as Chinook, returned to California rivers last year. The Pacific Fishery Management Council approved the closure of the 2023 season for all commercial and most recreational Chinook fishing along the coast from Cape Falcon in northern Oregon to the California-Mexico border. Limited recreational salmon fishing will be allowed off southern Oregon in the fall. Now, biologists say the Chinook salmon population has declined dramatically after years of drought. Much of the salmon caught off Oregon originates in California's Klamath and Sacramento rivers. Now, after hatching in freshwater, they spend three years on average maturing in the Pacific, where many are caught by commercial fishermen before migrating back to their spawning grounds where conditions are more ideal to give birth. Now, the council is an advisory group of the U.S. Secretary of Commerce, which makes the final decision, but historically has followed the council's rulings. Secretary's decision will be posted in the Federal Register within days. Though the closure will affect tens of thousands of jobs, well, few are opposed to it. Many fishers say they want to take action now to guarantee healthy stocks in the future. They hope the unusually wet winter in California has mostly freed the state of drought and will bring relief. The Portland Police Bureau will soon have a new tool in its arsenal, drones. It is part of a year-long pilot program that is set to begin in a couple of months at the cost of about $80,000. The Bureau says the drones will be used to watch traffic, monitor crash scenes, respond to bomb threats, and potential disasters such as collapsed buildings. Now, the drone program was approved by the Portland City Council. 
They will be operated by the Bureau's Traffic Division and Metro Explosive Disposal Unit. The drones cannot be used for mass surveillance, facial recognition, harassing people, and managing crowds under Oregon statutes governing aircraft operation rules. Oregon State Police started a drone pilot program in 2018 and currently uses the technology to help police departments throughout the state locate suspects. Well, Washington State is ready to ban the sale, transfer, and manufacture of assault weapons after both chambers of the state legislature have approved versions of House Bill 1240. An assault weapons ban has been proposed but failed to pass the state legislature for the past several years. Now, the state Senate passed House Bill 1240 by a 27 to 21 vote on Saturday, clearing the way for a concurred vote on the House of Representatives and then final approval from Governor Jay Inslee, who has expressed his support for the measure. And the House bill would ban the sale, transfer, distribution, manufacture, and importation of certain automatic and semi-automatic guns and gun features. Notably, the bill does not affect people who already own guns on the potential ban list, including AR-15s, AK-47s, and M-16s. Washington would become the 10th state to ban the sale of these types of weapons. In sports, the Portland Trailblazers season, thankfully over. (laughs) And it ended in historic fashion yesterday at the Moda Center, and not in a good way. Uh Uh-oh. The Blazers fell to the Golden State Warriors 157 to 101. That's 157 to 101. It was the worst home loss in the franchise's history. Yeah. The worst loss ever came back in 1998 when Portland lost at Indiana 124 to 59. So if you were keeping track, Blazers lost their 15th game in 17 contests to wrap up the season and finished with a record of 33 and 49. With that, Portland captured the fifth best odds. In the NBA draft lottery. So there's that. There's that. So there's that. Hello, injury. Let me introduce you to (laughs) insult. Uh, Golden State, by the way, they uh, nailed down the number six seed in the Western Conference playoffs. So uh, there you go. It's all over for the Blazers. So we'll hope that they, you know, maybe. David, next year, we're going to go all the way. Oh, yes. I'm sure we will. Well, after Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to his disciples on numerous occasions. And this he did not on just a single day, but several days between his resurrection and ascension into heaven. How many to be exact? Well, according to uh, Philip Kozlowski from Alatea, he says, technically, we don't know every single time that Jesus appeared to his disciples during these 40 days. John himself explained how the gospel accounts were not a complete historical record because it said in John 20, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. Mm. He even tells us, I didn't get everything here. However, the gospels do record several of them. And in all, Jesus is recorded as appearing 10 times to his disciples in his resurrected body. So first it was to Mary Magdalene. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabbani, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, do not hold me for I have not yet ascended to the father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father. 
And he also appeared to other women, possibly Mary of Clopas, Mary, the mother of James and Joanna. And then, well, there was a long walk down the road to Emmaus where Jesus began and appeared and walked with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. We'll talk about a few more of those. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And it is happening now to April 27th. So you still have a few weeks left. It is an online plant sale to benefit Holy Cross Catholic School. It's through the Peninsula Optimist Club tree lot on North Lombard Street. Holy Cross School gets a cash donation for every plant purchased when you note Holy Cross School in the order form notes. Very easy to do. You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Dina Marie going to join us. You're going to hear about the Chesterton Gala. That's coming right up. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway next to Jesuit High School. St. Benedict warns us to keep death daily before our eyes. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. At first hearing, this can sound really depressing. A grim recipe for a sad life. But let's think about that again. Do you know anyone who's not going to die? St. Benedict is simply reminding us that death is just a part of life. It is the last opportunity we will have to accept God's will for us. And he wants us to be ready for it. Keeping death daily before our eyes puts all the other parts of life in the right perspective and helps us give them their proper value. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, 
Visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. For St. Benedict, death is something good to keep in mind as the final fulfillment in our life of that love of God which cast out fear. Now that's not such a sad way to live, is it? Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 745 at Mater Day Radio. Well, 100% chance of rain today, a high of 50 degrees, and then more showers overnight tonight, low of 41. About an 80% chance of showers for Tuesday with a high of 51. Well, currently it is 47 degrees at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Portland. And 50 degrees at St. Paul Church in Eugene. This is Dina Marie with a Chesterton Merriment moment on Mater Day Radio. One of the most precious and important roles of every mother and father is in the raising of their children. The Catholic Church teaches that within the domestic church, our parents serve as the primary educator to their sons and daughters. For parents who desire an authentic Catholic approach to learning, where can they go for support in the formation of their children that's rooted in Catholic Church teaching and joyfully promotes the beauty of the faith? Well, many parents have found the answer in the Chesterton Academy Network, an apostolate co-founded by Dale Olquist, president of the Society of G.K. Chesterton. With me today are two members of the newest Chesterton Academy, the Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati. We have its board member and president, Mary Beth Miller, and also their humanities teacher and the dean of men, McLeod Sumner. And I want to welcome you both here to the program this morning. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for Thank having me. Thank you, Dina Marie. It's a pleasure. I want to start with Mary Beth. Just as a parent, you have a ninth, ninth grader in Chesterton, but you also are a board member and have been passionately involved in founding this beautiful school, one of the newest in the Chesterton network. Give me a sense, Mary Beth, of what drew you to this particular format of teaching for your own child. This Chesterton Academy just has such a wonderful mission in forming young people, forming teenagers in the Catholic faith to have a resilient faith, a faith that they're not going to lose when they go off to college uh, and later in life. And along with that, this Chesterton model, the curriculum, and how they do everything at this school is really uh, founded on uh, an idea of of academic excellence and content rigor uh, and rich content, the great books of Western civilization and, uh, you know, the roots of the Catholic faith in the Greek, uh, Jewish, Roman roots of the faith, and then as well, the great books of medieval times, the Renaissance times, and our modern times. And so uh, when we uh, were looking at schools for our ninth grader, uh, having, having that type of experience along with a joyful environment, a community where these kids are having a rich um, and wholesome student life as well, has been a big blessing to have this school be in the heart of Portland. 
Right. And I think that's so exciting to see this very unique approach to Catholic education right here in the big Portland metro area. Now, Humanities, I want to talk to McLeod a little bit about you cover a lot of different really frameworks for the students. You were looking at literature, history, philosophy, theology, and also serving as the Dean of Men. You know, what drew you, McLeod, to this Catholic approach of teaching and to be able to offer your gifts in the classroom? Well, you can have a classical school that's not Catholic. Uh, you know, if you read the great books. But but what, what makes Chesterton so special is, is our Catholic identity. Uh, and that's really what drew me to Chesterton. This is an environment where students are not going to be teased and mocked by their peers for expressing their faith. Uh, you know, these young men and women are, are thirsting for the love of God. And, and here at our school, they, they are encouraged, you know, to in that search, they are encouraged to more fully express their faith. Every day at, we go to, to mass at noon at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. So we encounter God himself. So that, that faith component meshing with the great books curriculum is, is what makes Chesterton so joyful for me. Absolutely. And I think joyful is really the core key as we look at the model of G.K. Chesterton as really founding the Chesterton Academy. I'm talking with one of the newest academies in the United States, and I think it's even growing beyond the U.S. of this beautiful model of teaching uh, here in the Portland area. Very unique. The Chesterton Academy of Frasati, we'll say Blessed Pier Giorgio of Frasati. Mary Beth, as you look at your ninth grader and you look at the involvement of building this school, working with a team of the teachers, of all of the parents that are involved, and of course, supporters and Holy Rosary Parish itself, you know, what really motivates you as parents to work hard, to, to go through the suffering and sacrifice that you are going through to make this available to as many students and families as possible? Yes, we are a startup, um, and there is a lot of work that goes along with it, but it's truly a joy and a privilege to support this faculty team. This is a faculty team with uh, degrees from, you know, a Newman College. They have drama degrees, science degrees, literature, history degrees. They've taught internationally. They've mentored students before, and, and this is a team that's all taken an oath to the magisterium, and it's really servant leaders in the church in, in this mission of wanting to raise up these children to have a rich faith experience and also to have such a strong academic um, background as they, as they get into college. So as, as a board and a faculty team, and then also our benefactors, because our tuition is kept as low as possible to offer this type of education to as many families who want it. Specifically, our tuition is about $8,000, which is less than half of what other private high schools charge in the area. And that is part of our mission. So we encourage anyone that's interested in becoming part of our community as a supporter, as a family, and, and putting their, their teenager in this high school. We encourage all to take a look at our school and, and join our community and helping to raise up more young people that will be the thinkers and the leaders for the next generation of the church. 
Well, Dana Marie Hale will continue her discussion with the team over at Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati. They are preparing for this wonderful gala event. And in fact, throughout the year, they offer times where you can come and look at the school and maybe decide if this is going to be a good fit for you. We make sure to post those types of events as often as we can on our community calendar. So if your parish or school has a special event coming up, you want to invite the whole community to attend, well, please check out the community calendar. You'll find information about how to get your event posted to that calendar. We know so many people go to that calendar to find things that are going on in our community. So it's a perfect way to get a little bit of light shine on your special activity. Perhaps it's a retreat or special prayer service. You're going to find it on our community calendar. You're also going to have access to that community calendar if you download the free Hail Mary media app. It is also set up there with an integrated map system so you just plug your phone in and well that map will get you right to where you need to be turn for turn directions it's absolutely perfect more information again on all of our community calendar events can be found at materdayradio.com support for materday radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. After the thrill of Christmas and Easter, the church marks the beginning of ordinary time. This is called the green season in our house, for the priest wears the green cassock during Mass. As Catholic moms, we need to remember to embrace the joys that come in the ordinary moments, for our lives are full of small moments that can only be appreciated in the light of small growth. For example, it might be potty training a two-year-old, teaching a young child to read, or working with an older child on putting their clothes away nicely. In our house, we try to highlight these small growths after family prayer. How do you highlight success in your families? Do you take time out to see growth in your family, especially when it comes to virtue and spiritual growth? As moms, we have an important role in encouraging growth in everyone in our family. For in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11, it states, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, as indeed you do. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to use different liturgical seasons to grow in our faith. Amen. May we be a light to the world by enjoying the ordinary moments of life as a parent. Support from Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. 
With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 7.57 at Mater Day Radio and a trip to Hawaii, well, may cost you a little bit more in the future, we'll explain in the news. And a group of concerned parishioners looking to stop the closure of churches in their archdiocese. And they go to their archbishop to tell their concerns. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. When you're a kid, it's a lot easier to dream big. Many of us imagined ourselves becoming firefighters or astronauts, having no idea just how many other far less bombastic jobs were out there. It goes without saying that what we dream of doing in childhood seldom ends up actually happening. So it was with St. Magdalene of Canosa, who spent the first 30 years of her life trying to figure out what to do with it. Magdalene was born in Italy in 1774. She grew up in wealth, in a literal palace in fact, but she didn't have much interest in material goods. When she was still a teenager, she had already decided that she wanted to become a nun. And as she approached her 20s, she set off to make that dream a reality entering a Carmelite convent. Convent life ended up not being what Magdalene expected. She prayed, asking God to make her course clear to her. And after just 10 months, she ended up returning home, where she took up the duty of managing the family estate. Her home was then visited three separate times by Napoleon Bonaparte during this period, who was in the midst of his campaign against Austria. But this new work didn't satisfy Magdalene either. She watched the unfolding of wars and political maneuvering and saw only one thing, the suffering of the poor and downtrodden. People had lost a great deal in the wake of the French Revolution, and Magdalene felt called to help them. But that wasn't something that she could do from the safety of palace walls. With some difficulty, she convinced her family to allow her to leave behind her duties at Canosa Palace. She used her large inheritance to fund charitable works within Verona, tending to the sick, teaching, and spreading the word of God. She soon left her home entirely and settled in a convent, where she and several like-minded women formed the Kenosian Daughters of Charity. This congregation spread across Italy, adding more convents to its numbers in cities like Venice, Milan, and Trent. Despite the breadth of their work, Magdalene had a bit of trouble getting her congregation officially recognized. She spoke to two popes over the course of nine years, and finally, in 1828, the Daughters of Charity were officially approved by Pope Leo XII. Magdalene was only able to continue leading the charge for another seven years or so. Her health began to decline in 1835, and knowing that she didn't have long, she returned home to Verona and died shortly afterward. She was canonized in 1988. The Daughters of Charity continued to expand after Magdalene's death, and they came to be founded today in many more countries than just Italy carrying on the work of their founder. A lot of people aren't entirely satisfied with their careers, 
or their lives in general. Growing up means facing the fact that not everyone gets to have the coolest job ever. But the more important thing to realize is that God may put us in places we don't want to be because we need to be there. Magdalene was called to leave the convent she had always wanted to join. And if she hadn't, she wouldn't have seen the suffering of the people and discovered what she really was called to do. She just had to keep her eyes open. St. Magdalene of Canosa, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or for Easter resources, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, a group of more than 3,000 Catholics in the Archdiocese of St. Louis sent a letter to Archbishop Mitchell Rosansky last week asking him to halt plans to merge numerous parishes in the coming years. The Archdiocese of St. Louis, the largest and oldest in Missouri, is in the midst of a major pastoral planning initiative called All Things New, and it was announced last May. An as-yet undetermined number of the current 178 parishes in the Archdiocese will close or merge in the next three years in an effort the Archdiocese says will better use its resources for evangelization. Now, the consolidation process, which is being administered by the Pennsylvania-based Catholic Leadership Institute, is very similar to ones taken by CLI in recent years in other major Midwest archdioceses, such as Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. And a modified model is underway, we know, in the Archdiocese of Seattle. Now, in the letter sent on behalf of the organization Save Our St. Louis Parishes, it claims the group views the survey given to Catholics as part of the planning process as too generic for an archdiocese as geographically and demographically diverse as St. Louis. And also says that grouping parishes into shared pastorates should not be done without careful planning, proper catechesis related to the situation, and gradualism lest the souls be lost. And a top U.S. military hospital ended its contract with a community of Franciscan friars just before Holy Week, putting a for-profit firm in charge of Catholic pastoral care, according to the Archdiocese of the Military Services. Archbishop Timothy Broglio, the head of the Archdiocese, blasted the move by Walter Reed and National Military Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland, calling it incomprehensible. The medical center ended its contract with the Friars of Holy Name College in nearby Silver Springs, Maryland, on March 31st, the Archdiocese said in their statement. The Friars have administered at the medical center for nearly two decades, according to the Archdiocese. Now, they serve U.S. military personnel and veterans and their beneficiaries at military facilities around the world. And Medical Center awarded the contract for Catholic pastoral care to a secular for-profit company. The Archdiocese said its general counsel, Elizabeth Tomlin, tried numerous times to contact officers at Walter Reed throughout Holy Week, asking for the Franciscan Catholic military ministry to be reinstated at least through Easter. No response was received, the Archdiocese said, but in a statement Saturday to Catholic News Agency, Walter Reed said the pastoral care contract is under review to ensure it adequately supports the religious needs of their patients and beneficiaries. 
Well, some sad news from the Oregon Zoo. Dakota, the zoo's youngest black bear, died Friday from a heart attack while under anesthesia for a routine health check, according to a news release from the zoo. Travis Koontz, who oversees the zoo's great northwest area, said their vet staff did everything possible to try and revive Dakota, including performing CPR for more than 30 minutes. Dakota was well known for climbing a 50-foot Douglas fir in the zoo's Black Bear Ridge habitat. When he was younger, he would feed on the new growth near the top of the tree each spring while the other bears would wait below for whatever he dropped. Now, Dakota arrived at the Oregon Zoo in 2010. A Montana rancher found him abandoned, hungry, dehydrated, and weighing less than three pounds. Wow. Yeah, that's so when you, I wonder if that rough start to his yeah. life didn't contribute to some ongoing mm. health issues. But, oh, sad to yeah, hear really. that. Well, tolls are one step closer to returning to the Interstate 5 bridge. The Washington Senate passed a bill authorizing tolling on the Interstate 5 bridge on Wednesday. It passed 32 to 16 and received bipartisan support. The bill now goes to the House and, if approved, will be sent to the governor to be signed into law. Still to be decided is how much tolls will cost and how soon they will go into effect. The rate will be set by the Oregon and Washington Transportation Commission and the date will be set by a bi-state agreement. Now, program officials are studying rates between $1.50 and $3.55 per trip. And officials say they plan to use variable rate tolling, meaning tolls will be higher during rush hour than in the middle of the night. A discounted rate for low-income individuals is also being discussed. Tolling is expected to generate $1.2 billion of the bridge replacement program's estimated $6 billion cost with stated federal funds making up the rest. The bill stipulates that tolls may not be charged on Washington's portion of the Interstate 205 bridge. That's interesting Hmm. now. Now, if reinstated, it will be the third time, I didn't realize this, travelers will need to pay to cross the 106-year-old bridge. Unlike in the past, though, drivers will not need to slow down and put their toll token in a bucket. Uh, Rather, if tolls are reinstated, they will be charged via a toll transponder or a bill in the mail. No slowing down or stopping will be required. So this would be the third time that tolls have been instated on the I-5 bridge, they I didn't said. know that. I didn't know that either. It's been a long time ago when they <laughs> did Must the last have been. one. Well, if you've ever been uh, to Hawaii before, you know, uh, it's not a cheap trip, but it may cost you a little bit more now, thanks to a proposal making its way through the island's legislature. Lawmakers are considering a new Hawaii green fee that would charge $50 per person annually to visit the state's natural wonders in order to help protect them for generations to come. Now, visitors who are at least 15 years old would pay the $50 fee to the state and receive an environmental license granting them access to the state's parks, beaches, and trails for a year. Now, if the bill goes through, it will bring as much as $400 million yearly to help manage natural and cultural resources at a time when Hawaiian beaches are becoming more crowded and polluted and coral reefs are vanishing. 
Well, a federal regulatory group voted Thursday to officially close king salmon fishing season along much of the West Coast after near-record low numbers of the fish, also known as Chinook, returned to California's rivers last year. Now, the Pacific Fishery Management Council approved the closure of the 2023 season for all commercial and most recreational Chinook fishing along the coast from Cape Falcon in northern Oregon, all the way to the California-Mexico border. And limited recreational salmon fishing will be allowed off southern Oregon in the fall. Biologists say the Chinook salmon population has declined dramatically after years of drought. Much of the salmon caught off of Oregon originates in California's Klamath and Sacramento rivers. Now, after hatching in fresh water, they spent three years on average maturing in the Pacific. That's where they're caught by commercial fishermen before migrating back to their spawning grounds. And the council is an advisory group to the U.S. Secretary of Commerce, which makes the final decision, but historically has followed the council's rulings. They say, hopefully, that all of the water that has fallen in California yeah. and well, southern Oregon this year will uh, do a lot to ensure that future uh, salmon um, seasons uh, last a little mm-hmm. longer. Well, in sports, a long day of golf in Augusta, Georgia yesterday at the Masters. Thanks to a rain delay on Saturday, the golfers had to play a round and a half on Easter Sunday. It was a long day for the for the golfers. That's a lot of golf. But when it was all said and done, Spain's John Rahm came from two strokes down to win by four and capture his first green jacket and a nice Easter Sunday prize of $3.2 million. Oh, very That's, nice. Isn't that, that nice? College baseball yesterday in Eugene. It was Oregon State downing Oregon 12-2. to Beavers take the three-game rivalry series, two games to one. Oregon State hosts Gonzaga tonight, 6 p.m. at Goss Stadium. The Ducks entertain San Francisco tomorrow. On the bluff, University of Portland lost all three to Loyola Marymount over the weekend. Pilots host Seattle tomorrow afternoon at Joe Etzel Field. You know, I watched that final round of the Masters yesterday. Both Scott and I did. But I was looking at some news report. The weather was pretty rough on the second and, you know, for half of the third round. Trees were down yeah. on the golf course. It was raining. It was cold. I mean, even Tiger had to uh, drop out. He just, like, it was too much, especially no, considering no. his injuries. So It was a pretty scary moment on Friday, actually. the In the afternoon, several trees blew over on the 17th fairway yeah. right amongst the crowd. Thankfully, no one, no one was got hurt. hurt. I yeah. mean, they uh, roots and all. Yeah. I mean, it didn't snap. I mean, this, the whole thing, the whole came, thing over. came over. So, yeah, yeah I'm glad, glad to hear uh, everyone was safe. And that was uh, congratulations to, yeah. uh, John to the winner. Well, throughout the show today, we have been talking about after Christ rose from the dead and the numerous appearances after that. Now, he did not just make a single day appearance, but on several days between resurrection and the ascension into heaven. How many times to be exact? Well, we don't exactly know every single time. I mean, even John himself explained in the gospel account saying, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. It was just too many to mm-hmm. count. So some of the places, though, that we know Christ appeared is what we're talking about today. He appeared to St. Peter. 
apparently more than uh, one occasion. And in fact, it was after the resurrection when Peter came to shore with fish in the net and Jesus said, come talk to me. And they have that beautiful discourse about, do you love me? Mm -hmm. It's a really wonderful story. He said he also appeared to the disciples a couple of times, once without Thomas. Don't be a downy Thomas. And then once when he was there, yes. that's right. In fact, when Thomas was there, the doors were shut in the upper in the room, but Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, because Thomas wasn't there the first right. time, didn't believe him. He said, put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not be faithless, but believing. And then Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Wednesday, beginning at 7 o'clock p.m., it is dessert with Dominicans for young people. I think Dominicans like to have a little Mm. dessert, especially during the Easter season. It's happening at Aquinas Hall at Holy Rosary Parish. All 6th through 12th grade youth are invited to join Father Joseph Selinger in the fireplace room for a talk on the spirituality of the Order of Preachers. They ask you to please RSVP. Remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And we'll have more on the Chesterton Gala coming up right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Only a few days remain before Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Spring Share-a-thon Seek the Truth. 
and we need your help to make this a successful event. Join us as we lead more searching souls into the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus Christ on April 17th through 21st. To prepare for this week of joyful celebration, please prayerfully consider making a gift to help us build a strong matching fund. Your support now will have a sizable impact on the success of Mater Day Radio's 2023 Spring share by providing a sound incentive for other listeners to match your financial generosity. To learn more and make your matching gift now, go to materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And join us as we seek the truth during our 2023 Spring share coming April 17th through 21st to Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 8.16 at Mater Day Radio. Man, going to be a rainy day again today. High of 50 degrees, more showers overnight tonight, low of 41. And then pretty much showers for Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday might see a little bit of clearing. High again in the low 50s. Currently, it is 45 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church up in Longview. And for peace at Queen of Peace Church in Salem. We now pick up our conversation with our good friend, Dina Marie Hale. She is talking about a little Chestertonian merriment as they prepare for their gala event. Right. I'm talking with Mary Beth Miller and the Dean of Men and Humanities teacher at the new Chesterton Academy for Saudi. And they are part of this beautiful community. They're going to be gathering for a celebration of their first year. They just started this past fall as one of the newest academies under the Chesterton network. And we're excited that they're here in the Portland metro area to bring such a fresh, joyful, I think, look at how do we approach education with a Catholic root. And we're going to celebrate on April 22nd. I'm excited to be part of the team to be able to be serving as Master of Ceremonies. Dale Alquist will be coming from the Society of G.K. Chesterton. We're excited about his presence here in the Portland area and to really bring more families together to understand what this is all about and to see how can we support this. I've got to ask McLeod, you're in the classroom with these kids every day. You go to mass with them. Uh, you spend a lot of time in inside and outside the classroom. Give us a little sense of what is a day like to be there at Chesterton Academy of Frasati. Give us a sense of the kids and the environment and, and what they go through day in and day out. Every day begins with prayer. We stand, we face the crucifix, and we pray together. And then we go to class. And the schedule varies day to day. Uh, every student, every day, uh, they have math and they have a language class. Most of them take Latin. Uh, other than that, the, it varies, but they have classes in the morning. And then every day at noon, we go to Holy Rosary Church together and we attend mass. Afterwards, we stay for exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. And then we come back for lunch and recreation. Board games are very popular. You'll see a lot of apples to apples or chess or other things. And sometimes during lunch, they'll go outside, throw the football around, play some games. And a couple of classes after lunch where we're done by, by around three in the afternoon. But it's, it's that rhythm. It's that rhythm of study and worship and lunch and recreation and play. And that's, that's how every day goes. 
Right. And McLeod, just talking a little bit about the character development, of course, the intellectual development, the spirituality, we hear so much of the Catholic faith just is everywhere in what the students are experiencing. But how do you see these kids being able to be formed in their character and who they are and how they really deal with one another? The curriculum really supports the character development. I mean, the math, it trains you in abstract thought, right? So, so then you can sort of wrestle with more advanced philosophical ideas. Uh, we've just had some ferocious discussions in a literature class reading Odyssey over whether or not Odysseus is a good man. So in a classical model, the arts and the science and the math and the humanities, they all work together to really inculcate character development. And then as, as the deans of men and women, we get together with the young men and women of our school. And part of it is, is mentoring them and, and, and talking to them about, about the subjects and the things that they experience with growing up. And uh, as Dean of Men, uh, a couple of the gentlemen are altar servers uh, for the Mass of Holy Rosary sometimes. So, so that's a really key part of their development as well. Uh, well, the deans will have lunches. Uh, there'll be a men's lunch and a women's lunch at times. Uh, so just really spending, spending time with them being there and talking with them and laughing with them and playing with them. That's a big part of what we do as the teens. It's fantastic. It really is a family within a family. And I think this approach just brings out the joy, the truth and the beauty and the goodness of our faith. And we just we just really want these children to take that adventure and to be able to have this opportunity. Mary Beth is the president of the board of directors and, of course, a very invested parent. I want to just, as we close this time together, your invitation for our listeners to join you, to join the community at this special gala that's scheduled on April 22nd. How can people find out more and to learn to be part of Chesterton Academy of Frasati? It's going to be a joy to have you as our Master of Ceremonies on April 22nd. Uh, It's very easy to get tickets on our website. That's chestertonfrasati.org or uh, get on our website and give us a call and we can help you uh, secure a ticket. But that's on April 22nd, five o'clock in the evening. It's going to be a very light and fun filled Chestertonian evening of merriment with Dale Alquist telling us a lot more about classical education, about G.K. Chesterton as the preeminent authority on that subject. Also, student entertainment, light uh, games and and live music, a delicious dinner, hors d'oeuvres and and drinks and things of that nature. But I really encourage all of your listeners to get on our website and find out more about our school, which is uh, the only classical school in the Portland metro area for high schoolers that teaches from a Catholic perspective. Come and celebrate our first year with us on April 22nd. Well, it's going to be a fantastic night. I really encourage people to hop on the website. Check out the videos that are available on that website. I am inspired every time I just hear stories from folks like you, Mary Beth uh, and McLeod, of just what difference we can make in the lives of young people. And particularly, we're building saints and we're building one saint at a time with the love that we give our children chestertonforsati.org is the website. I'll look forward to seeing everybody that Saturday evening, April 22nd. God bless you both and all of the families and the young people that you represent. We'll look forward to seeing you in April. God bless you, Dina Marie. Thank Thank you, you Dina Marie. Thanks so much. 
And it is 823 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, if you missed the first half of that conversation, well, go no further than the Mater Day Radio webpage. Right there on the front page, all of our locally produced shows, including the Morning Blend and that interview that you just listened to, well, they're made into podcasts, so that way you can listen to them again at your convenience. You're also going to have access to the podcast and our full lineup of locally produced shows and some great podcasts that you don't hear on the air through the Hail Mary media app. Thousands have already downloaded it. You can download it today, too. It is absolutely free. It is the Hail Mary Media app. You can also find that information at materdayradio.com. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist. Online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's HelpOurMarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio, and the season has ended for the Portland Trailblazers. We'll have the wrap-up coming up. And for this Easter season, Pope Francis has brought back a traditional Latin prayer. I'll tell you about it coming up right after this. It's Dalu, Make it loud. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Cities burn, mothers cry. Oh my Lord, save my child. I know love is on our side. Still I pray
That is Ikendalu and Make It Loud. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis encouraged Christians to not be held back by fear of judgment, but to share the good news of Christ's resurrection with others. He said, at times we think the way to be close to God is by keeping him close to us, because then if we reveal ourselves and start talk about it, will judgments, criticisms come. The Pope said this before the recitation of the Regina Chaley prayer on April 10th. Pope Francis addressed a crowd of people in St. Peter's Square from a window of the Apostolic Palace, and following his brief message, he recited the Regina Chaley, a Latin antiphon honoring the Virgin Mary, which is prayed during the Easter season. From Easter Sunday to Pentecost, Pope Francis will pray the Regina Chaley instead of the Angelus on Sundays. And in his address, the Pope reflected on the account in St. Matthew's Gospel of the women Mary and Mary Magdalene finding the empty tomb and going swiftly to tell the news of Christ's resurrection to the other disciples. Now, after the Regina Chaley, the Pope wished everyone a happy Monday of the angel and a happy octave of Easter, he said, in which the celebration of Christ's resurrection is prolonged. And here at Mater Dei Radio, in place of the Angelus, we will also be airing the Regina Chaley. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, a group of more than 3,000 Catholics in the Archdiocese of St. Louis sent a letter to Archbishop Mitchell Rosansky last week asking him to halt plans to merge numerous parishes in the coming years. The Archdiocese of St. Louis, the largest and oldest in Missouri, is in the midst of a major pastoral planning initiative they're calling All Things New. It was announced last May. An as-yet-undetermined number of the current 178 parishes in the Archdiocese will close or merge in the next three years in an effort the Archdiocese says will better use its resources for evangelization. Now, this consolidation process, which is being administered by the Pennsylvania-based Catholic Leadership Institute, is very similar to ones undertaken in recent years in other major Midwest archdioceses, such as Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. And a modified model is also underway in the Archdiocese of Seattle. Now, in the letter sent on behalf of the organization Save Our St. Louis Parishes, claims the group views the surveys given to Catholics as part of the planning process as too generic for an archdiocese as geographically and demographically diverse as St. Louis. Well, again, happy Easter to everyone. Here we are on Easter Monday following a journey of fasting, abstinence, and almsgiving during Lent. For Ken Hellenius, host of Living Stones, heard right here on Mater Day Radio, Easter can be summed up in one word. Alleluia. We buried the Alleluia at the beginning of Lent, and, we, and it's a word we don't sing because it is a word of absolute joy. It really means praise Yah, praise God, uh, you know, Yahweh being, of course, God's name that he reveals uh, to Moses, the burning bush. So Alleluia is for us, it is truly a song of great joy. It, it's a praise for Christ, who is our God, who in our baptism uh, brings us with him to the resurrection. And Ken reminds us that Easter is not just one day, but a joyful season that goes on for 50 days, and that's what we have to look forward to. Well, tolls 
are one step closer to returning to the Interstate 5 bridge. Now, the Washington Senate passed a bill authorizing tolling on the Interstate 5 bridge on Wednesday, passed 32 to 16, and received bipartisan support. The bill now goes to the House and, if approved, will be sent to the governor to be signed into law. Still to be decided, though, is how much tolls are cost and how soon they're going to go into effect. The rate will be set by the Oregon and Washington Transportation Commissions, and the date will be set by a bi-state agreement. Now, program officials are studying rates between $1.50 and $3.55 per trip. And officials say they plan to use variable rate tolling, meaning tolls will be higher during rush hour than in the middle of the night. And a discounted rate for low-income individuals is also being discussed. Tolling is expected to generate $1.2 billion of the bridge replacement program. The bill stipulates that the tolls may not be charged, though, on the Washington portion of Interstate 205. Now, if reinstated, it will be the third time travelers will need to pay to cross the 106-year-old bridge. Now, the Portland Police Bureau will soon have a new tool in its arsenal, drones. It is part of a year-long pilot program that is set to begin in a couple of months at the cost of about $80,000. The Bureau says the drones will be used to watch traffic, monitor crash scenes, respond to bomb threats, and potential disasters such as collapsed buildings. The drone program was approved by the Portland City Council. They will be operated by the Bureau's Traffic Division and Metro Explosive Disposal Unit. Now, the drones cannot be used for mass surveillance, facial recognition, and uh, managing crowds under Oregon statutes governing aircraft operating rules. Oregon State Police started a drone pilot program in 2018 and currently uses the technology to help police departments throughout the state locate suspects. Washington is ready to ban the sale, transfer, and manufacture of assault weapons after both chambers of the state legislature have approved versions of House Bill 1240. An assault weapons ban has been proposed but failed to pass the state legislature for the past several years. The state Senate passed the bill by a 27 to 21 vote on Saturday, clearing the way for a concurrence vote in the House of Representatives and final approval from Governor Jay Inslee, who has expressed his support for the measure. Now, the House bill would ban the sale transfer, distribution, manufacture, and importation of certain automatic and semi-automatic guns and gun features. Notably, the bill doesn't affect people who already own guns on the potential ban list, including AR-15s, AK-47s, and M-16s. Washington would become the 10th state to ban the sale of certain types of weapons. Well, in sports, Portland Trailblazer season is over and it ended in historic fashion yesterday at the Moda Center and not in a particular good way when I say historic. Blazers fell to the Golden State Warriors 157 to 101. It was the worst home loss in franchise's history. Worst loss ever came back in 1998 when Portland lost at Indiana 124 to 59. So if you were keeping track, the Blazers lost their 15th game in 17 contests to end the season. They finished with a record of 33 and 49. With that, Portland captured the fifth best odds in the NBA draft lottery. 
And Golden State, on the other hand, nailed down the number six seed in the Western Conference playoffs. So I guess uh, something won for both sides, even though we lost, huh? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So, you know, who knows what end up, well, Portland will end up with the draft, but okay. eh, there's a chance I could get number one. All right. Well, we've had some good picks before, and we've had some not-so-good <laughs> picks before in yes. that draft. Uh, that's so true. Well, after Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to his disciples on numerous occasions. And he did this not on just one single day, but several days between the resurrection and the ascension into heaven. So how many times to be exact? Well, Philip Kozlowski from Alatea says, technically, you don't know every single time that Jesus appeared to his disciples during these 40 days. John himself explained how the gospel accounts were not a complete historical record in saying Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. However, the Gospels do record several of them. In all, Jesus is recorded as appearing 10 times to his disciples in his resurrected body. Now, on a couple of those occasions, they aren't uh, written down in the Gospel mm-hmm. accounts, but in the following books. In 1 Corinthians, there is the uh, time when he appeared to more than 500 brethren at once, but it says most of them those are still alive though some had fallen asleep. Hmm. So that means that some of them were also resurrected, coming into their glory also. Uh, St. James the Apostle also said that he Christ appeared to him also in 1 Corinthians, and then to all of the apostles. But the big time, the one that we are all looking forward to now, is before the ascension. And it says this, Then he let them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up to heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. So there it is, the ascension. Could you imagine being there on that day one more time with Jesus and then to watch him just ascend up into the heavens. Of course, then we know that it was through Pentecost that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spread around the world the gospel of Jesus. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And coming up next Sunday at 5.30 p.m. is the ARC Spring Book Club meeting for young adult women at the Bliven Library at St. Michael's Parish here in Portland. The St. Michael's Art Group invites all women in their 20s and 30s to its Spring Book Club on Edward Shree's Men, Women, and the Mystery of Love, a practical and beginner-friendly overview of St. John Paul II's love and responsibility, the foundation, of course, of his well-known theology of the body. Book club meetings will include discussion on the content and time for questions and a chance for fellowship and connecting. You can find more details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, on this Easter Monday, we're going to talk some Easter celebrations, and we'll do that right after the forecast. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Chesterton Academy for Saudi welcomes Dale Alquist, president of the Society of G.K. Chesterton, to its To the Heights Gala, Saturday night, April 22nd. This is Dale Alquist with a personal invitation to join me in Portland for a big celebration of the opening of Chesterton Academy for Saudi. It's going to be a very fun evening. There is merriment and there is Chestertonian merriment. So please come out and support the wonderful work that Chesterton Academy for Saudi is doing to help raise the church's next generation of leaders and thinkers and saints. Don't miss the Chesterton Academy for Saudis to the Heights Gala, Saturday night, April 22nd at the Aquinas Hall Ballroom in Portland. For tickets, sponsorships, and more details, visit chestertonforsadi.org for an evening of Chestertonian merriment with Dale Olquist. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.44 at Mater Day Radio. Well, more of a rainy day today. In fact, I saw they had like a hydrology outlook that were saying some of the uh, smaller rivers and creeks could uh, be getting oh. up there because of all the rain. Kind of an atmospheric river. 50 degrees, your high today. More showers overnight tonight. Low of 41. And then showers again for Tuesday. High of 51. Showers Wednesday. And then, you know, by the time Friday... Say maybe some partly sunny skies. Yeah, a couple of dry days there later in the week. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. I think that my son has to get out and mow the lawn. <laughs> I, hey, I did that on Saturday, so I was very happy. Good. Currently, it is uh, 47 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 48 degrees at St. Philip Neary Church in Portland. Are you ready for a second cup of the morning, Glenn? Here's David and Brenda. Oh, I am having a second cup. I'm having a third cup. And uh, if 
time has it, I might even have a fourth cup of coffee. I'm drinking all the coffee yeah. I can now because I'm putting cream in it again. Yeah, I'm very sad that you didn't bring me any chocolate Easter eggs. No this chocolate. Morning. You did you not get I an did, Easster no, basket from the bunny? Uh, no Easter basket for me. Uh oh. Yeah. So I don't know if I was bad, but no Easter basket. Well, there was an Easter basket at our house, and in fact, Nana D came over and brought an Easter basket for the kids because, of course, you know, at as they're all adults, basically, right. they uh, they should have an Easter basket. I partook in a few Easter eggs, too. Uh, not uh, cooked ones. I don't want to cook Easter eggs because they're hard to come by right now. Eggs? Eggs, themselves, are they? Right? You, yeah. you know, there's kind of an issue sometimes finding your eggs. But uh, uh, we had deviled eggs, though. Oh, okay. It's like part that. of our Easter tradition meal. Yummy. So uh, I did... Provide a nice meal for my family, uh, and it uh, was enjoyed by all. And then we had little, those French macrons. Do you ever have those, those little round cookies? Yeah, I know what you're speaking of. I haven't had them in a while, but yes, I know what you're talking about. They're delicious. I'm going to go home and have, because they're so little, you can eat about four of them without, you know, even noticing. They're hardly, you know, calorie filled at all. What did I have yesterday? I had a... uh, uh, it was a uh, Marionberry scone. Oh. It's very tasty. That sounds very tasty yeah. for sure. I did our traditional sticky buns that the kids are like, oh, it has to be done. The nice thing about this one is you put it together the night before and then it rises overnight. Mm. And then you just put it in the oven in the morning and then uh, it's sugary gladness for all to have yes. uh, right after Easter uh, mass. Yeah. We went to mass, so we spent a whole lot of time at church this weekend. It was just such a beautiful celebration. I was amazed when we went to. Let's see here. Was it Good? Fr- it was Good Friday. It was Good Friday mass, the veneration of the cross. Mm-hmm. They do a count at Holy Redeemer. There was over eight hundred people. Wow! At church at That's Holy impressive. Redeemer. In fact, they were kind of surprised. They believe that was a even a. a pre-COVID record number of people Mm. that had been at the church. I mean, it was standing room only. And it was beautiful because they bring down the large crucifix that's above the altar. That's the crucifix they bring down. No small feat. I was going to say, yeah. Getting that. It's a big crucifix. Right. It's... Well, it's a life-size Jesus, I would say. Yeah. So uh, that came down. So just such a beautiful celebrations as we led up into the Easter season. And then, of course, that beautiful mass for Easter Sunday. Lots of alleluias being sung. Yes. And in today's show, I've been placing uh, all the alleluias. So. I'd like to see how they got the cross down. I don't know how that happens. Wow. It's a miracle in yeah. and of itself. but. No doubt. Uh, Uh, Yeah, it was just a wonderful celebration. And then just to be with this new community. So we are all, both Scott and I, just very thankful for... uh just being part of Holy Redeemer now yeah. this year for our first Easter Triduum. Of course, the celebration, though, of Easter. You said how many days, according to Ken Hellenius? Uh, 50. 50 days. Pen- isn't it till Pentecost? To I, Pentecost I yeah. Sunday. That's it. So we can uh, keep celebrating. Uh, my waistline probably would not appreciate eating <laughs> that much chocolate all the way till then. But I thought we'd spend a little bit of time that we have today talking about some of the traditions around the world for Easter. I don't want to get too far ahead, though, because today, and we've mentioned it a couple of times, Easter Monday, mm-hmm. right? Now, this is what's interesting, because Pope Francis made reference to Easter Monday. Monday, calling it 
Monday of the Angels, Hmm. right? That's today. And it says on Easter Monday, the Catholic Church celebrates what's called Monday of the Angels. And in many countries in Europe and South America, this day is also known as Little Easter. Little Easter. Right. And it's a national holiday also. So Monday of the Angels oh, is nice. today. So I thought that's uh, that's really very, very lovely. So, But around the world, there are many Easter traditions. And of course, many surround eggs, mm-hmm. right? Of course. And people dye eggs and the Easter Bunny brings eggs and we eat eggs. Well, and in Germany, well, they use eggs to decorate. And in fact, have you seen this around in some places on the tree? They will put little decorated eggs. Easter eggs. Oh, all right. Yeah. And in fact, they they uh, they do this. An originator of, of the Easter Bunny is Germany, Iraq. And the event of greatest interest happens once every 10 years, too. It's held this year, the Easter Passion Play uh, in Germany, and it's like 400 years old. Wow. And they do it once every 10 years. And so also at homes, they cut fresh branches from a tree, place them in a vase in the house, and then eggs are hung on that little branch, little Easter eggs. I'm not, I think they're maybe yeah. hollowed out. I'm not sure. And this is the time of year where you bring your one Fabergé egg out. And I bring on that out. Yeah. I put that on there. I actually have a little one that's got a gold teddy bear in it. That's, that's yeah, it was nice. my mother-in-law's. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's it's great. beautiful. Well, in France, if that wasn't enough egg, well, <laughs> they get together, they eat a lot of eggs. In fact, one town in France... Uh, I think I want to say this, Bezre, mm-hmm. I think is how you'll pronounce it, been part of their Easter tradition for years to create the world's largest omelet. Ooh, count me in on that. They use 15,000 eggs. That's a big omelet. That's a, that's a really big omelet, I think. Do they put ham and cheese in it? Uh, Probably. And what kind of probably some very nice fragrant cheese from mm-hmm. France would also go in there. So I think that's kind of a nice way to do that. Yeah, I love that. And then in European countries, now this one is really beautiful. Now, many churches are founded from uh, by people from Poland and other Eastern European countries. Now, like those places, the tradition of placing a basket filled with certain foods at the altar of the church to be blessed, mm. right? And some parishes of uh, people, immigrants to the United States have brought this tradition with them. Now they fill this with items that maybe you've given up for Lent. There's butter mm-hmm. included in there. They'll even shape it as a lamb, right? Oh. Meat also goes in there. And then they also put in there different types of breads. They bring all those to church. They're blessed. And then that food becomes part of their Easter celebration meal once they get home. Where'd you say this was? That is in Germany. Germany. No, excuse me. In Eastern Europe. Eastern Eastern Europe. Europe. So in Poland and areas around there. So food is a lot a part of our celebration. We think here in the United States, we spend too much time eating. But on these big celebrations, those things that we have been giving up, it's a great time to celebrate with a great meal with the family. Yeah, no doubt. So we hope that you enjoyed your Easter feast with your family. Keep it right here to Mater Day Radio because our celebration of Easter continues for many, many days. We hope you enjoyed today's Second Cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. Hi everyone, this is David from Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. Well, 100% chance of rain today, just like yesterday. Rained all day. All day. I don't think it ever Mm -hmm. let up. High of 50 degrees, today's your high. And then for tomorrow, we'll see a low of 41 degrees overnight tonight. More showers and then 51 again for Tuesday with an 80% chance of rain. It's currently 48 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is the wonderful Tasha Layton, Love Lifting Me. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. When I think of those times I'm hurting, I see you, cause you're the
is Tasha Layton and Love Lifting Me. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Well, that is going to wrap it up for an Easter Monday. David and Brenda with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope everybody had a wonderful Easter. I know we did. Oh, we did too. Yeah. And here at Mater Day Radio, we'll just keep on celebrating Easter because we as Catholics, that's what we do with these big holidays. We just keep the happiness moving. 50 days. 50 days. There you go. That's right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is a Monday. That means Living Stones coming on this evening with Deacon Harold Briggs-Divers and our friend Ken Helanius. You're also going to be able to catch that podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. So please download that today. We hope you have a very blessed day.